Hey folks, welcome back to the third and final segment of Unnecessary Roughness right here on Elevation 5280sports.com um, well as I'm on the FM Anchor app or the Anchor FM app, that's a little more uh, way to, to put it, articulate it. Uh, give me a check out on Twitter, AlexUVogel9, and just so you those who are wondering who are listening on the Anchor FM, I purposely left out the second segment regarding the NBA and NHL coverage. Just so you would tune into the Elevation 5280 Sports app and listen to that segment there. My predictions, my incidents, issues, opinions regarding uh, the Eastern Conference and Western Conferences of the NBA and NHL Conference Finals. Okay, so if you missed it, check out Elevation5280sports.com. With that said, I'm jumping into the third segment, talking about, of course, the Denver Broncos and the, the NFL, how it's such a such a 24-7 Sport the, the NFL doesn't want you to get bored in the dominant in the excuse me in the dominant competitive league of commercializing and branding and they just don't want you to get bored or get lonely they always got to keep shoving football down your neck especially after free agency after the draft and we are in the mini camps and finally uh, Bradley Chubb and uh, and Vaughn Miller hit practice fields together for the first time this week uh, you can see a video on my Twitter handle AlexUVobile9. You can also see the two other offensive weapons of Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton catching passes from the receiver, running routes with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, but it, I really just think those two guys are a lock. Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, those are the next, that's the next generation of football player catching, next generation of Denver Broncos receiving passes from whoever the quarterback is this year. Yes, it's Case Keenum, possibly next year, Case Keenum. It's really kind of a, it's more of like a, a two-year dress rehearsal. Give you a two-year contract. Here's your chance to really ink a bigger deal, another big fat contract. By the time uh, it gets too long, by the time you get too long in your career, you got to think for an NFL quarterback. Heck, if Drew Brees and Tom Brady can play into their late 30s and 40s, just about with Tom Brady in his 40s, I mean, Kiss Keenum has another 10 years of football in him. You think? You know, he is a very accurate and mobile type of quarterback. To where the opposite of Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady, those guys are very in-pocket passers, very accurate pocket passers. Those guys are not trying to run and make plays with their feet. So you kind of see, I mean, that's why they're a little longer in the NFL, a longer career, because they're not taking those extra hits, running with the ball, you know. But I digress. But the point is, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, they're going to most likely make this team. The Broncos are going to have two rookie wide receivers on the team no matter what. I don't see the Broncos drafting high picks like that. And these guys are very impressive in the mini camps and, you know, in the early goings with their interviews and everything. They're going to be on this team. They're competing. They're going for DT's job. They're going for Emmanuel Sanders' job, if not one or the other. You know, I think next year will be the time where is DT make the team? Does Emmanuel Sanders make the team? That's more of a question. But this year, yeah, they're a lock. Just like the pick of the week. You know what I mean? So, I pose a question to you, Broncos Nation. Has Demarius Thomas lost his dominance? Is he still dominant, I should say? Um, if you look at the numbers, the past uh, two seasons, I mean, he didn't eclipse 1,000 yards. He had like uh, 955 yards. He only had five touchdowns. Even last year, he had five touchdowns. You look at it last year, who was throwing him the ball? Most of the time, it was Trevor Simeon, a little bit of Paxton, a little bit of, of Brock Osweiler. But now... Two of those guys are gone. Simeon, he's a backup in, in Minnesota. Brock Osweiler, I think he's in Miami now. Signed a backup contract there in Miami. And so with that said, we're going to have Case Keenum 
throwing a lot of good, healthy balls. I mean, he, if the Broncos can get the Case Keenum they get if last year for what he did uh, for the Minnesota Vikings last year, probably the, the second best quarterback uh, period in the league, going uh, 11 and three in the regular season and go one and one in the playoffs, winning winning one and losing one, so a 12 and four record. Maybe somewhere along the 25 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions, almost 4,000 yards. That was a huge win. That's a huge upgrade for what the Broncos had last year. And I think that will help DT and Emmanuel Sanders, along with Corton Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, whatever. Uh, tight ends in there. You take your pick. I'm, I, my vote's for Jake Buttons. Kind of new guy, Michigan State. Uh, sorry, Michigan Wolverine guy in there. And this guy, he was in an offensive, an NFL offense with Jim Harbaugh. He knows the ins and outs of an offense, okay? But uh, to answer my question, is Demarius, Tom- Demarius Thomas DT still dominant? Uh, Vance Joseph challenged DT to be dominant, and DT didn't really seem to be so dominant, nor answer the challenge. Uh, granted, the quarterback situation was poor last year, and DT faced double bracket, co- double coverage and bracket coverage. Uh, like I said, there's no slot receiver, no tight end threats at all. The O-line kept the quarterback from finding the open receiver. And, and oh, and there was a... Offensive coordinator was fired. We know who that was. And just tons of adversity for DT. Some excuses, all facts. But with that said, look at this. These are some stats to make your your brains fall out of your skull. Uh, Demarius Thomas is second all-time in receiving yards with 8,653. That's second all-time in the Broncos history at 117 117 games played uh, behind the undrafted legendary Rod Smith, who holds a receiving record in Broncos team history with 11,389. Uh, DT's second ounce with 57 to Rod Smith's 68. That's a possibility he could eclipse that record in the 2018 schedule, uh, season alone. Uh, third, DT's third in receptions on the team was 629 behind Shannon Sharp and Rod Smith respectively, of a 675 and 849. And lastly, DT is second all-time in targets on the team with 1,039 to Rod Smith's 1,409. So, you know, with those, uh, you know, with those stats that, you know, pick up your brains, pick up the, pick up the brains, the jelly out of your, out of, out of your ears and put them back in there and check this out. You know, with those stats, I really feel like DT, you know, he's well on his way to being the number one receiver period of all-time all the records in uh, receiving touchdowns yardage targets and, and what was the other one and receptions and all together those four categories uh, as long as he has a solid quarterback to throw him the ball you know i think with case keenum i think it's going to be exactly the remedy that dt needs to kind of be dominate again you know be some of the lines of 1300 yards anywhere between 8 to 10 to 12 touchdown receive receptions you know, maybe 90 to 100 receptions altogether in a season. I mean, those are the numbers we look that make that offense, make the chains move. No more three and out BS. I mean, I uh, really feel DT to be a Hall of Famer, oh, excuse me, and a Ring of Famer, more importantly. You know, his name could be up there, hoisted up there in the Ring of Fame after he retires after his five years. He's 30 years old. I still think he's going to get some great-looking footballs thrown his way into his soft hands. And... More, more importantly, there's going to be a good scheme. This Billy Musgrave scheme, they're going to do all the right things to get him open. They drafted the right guys. I really feel, I don't know, last year of what you heard from I mean, from uh, Chad Kelly, you know, the type of offense that they were running with the McCoy offense, 
I mean, there were six different callings to run the same play. Six different ways to call the play in the huddle, and it's still kind of the same play when you're out there running it on the field. That's That kind of BS has got to go. I mean, I'm not saying dumb it down too much to where these guys are idiots, but don't make it so complicated to where these guys are doing more thinking than they are playing and reacting out there in the field. If you catch my drift, am I right? Uh, let me check out some more things. Uh, the offensive line, it's going to be a whole lot better. I really like the Verlander protection at the, the right tackle. Another year for Garrett Bowles. You kind of learn from all his mistakes and the year of experience for the first round pick for last year. And Ron Lear is going to his left guard position. Matt Paradis is anchoring, and Connor McGovern will be at that right guard position. I really like uh, the offensive line, how it's shaping up to be. Just on paper, here we are in mini camps in the middle of May, if you will. Um, but with that said, I mean, I want DT to live up uh, to that contract. You know, answer Vance Joseph's call to be dominant and eventually eclipse Rod Smith's team records. And more importantly, keep winning. Keep the winning tradition here, here in the in the orange and blue. And more importantly, competing for Super Bowls. Um, with, with the newest draft class of receivers, I really feel the competition's going to help DT to push him level to the next game. He's a, he's a 30-year-old vet now. I mean, these guys are young guys at 21, 22 coming into the game. Learning from a savvy vet who played with the legendary Peyton Manning. So, you know, I really feel DT, he still can be dominant. You know, he will he will eventually eclipse Rod Smith's team records. And I really think, you know, turn that Demarius Thomas to the dominating Thomas, DT, if you will. I mean, he still has a lot of life, at least a good another four or five years of dominating play to play out that contract. And more importantly, I really just love to see it all played out here in the orange and blue. You know, we'll take a look at the kick of the tires when he hits 35, see how his speed is and uh, see how his leadership is. Uh, but to answer your the question I posed to you, yes, yes, without a shadow of a doubt, I think DT is still that dominant force uh, on the outside there. He's 6'5", 230 pounds, can catch it and then run like the wind with the ball. He just really didn't have a decent quarterback last year and a whole other other excuses, if you will. I don't like using excuses. I really don't. If you don't, if you don't make up excuses, you don't have to use them, okay? The bottom line is he didn't get the job done. He didn't really get his 1,000-yard mark. He only had five touchdown receptions last year alone to mock that same number in 2016, you know, when they're defending their Super Bowl championship. Uh, so, Bronco fans, pose it on Twitter. Is DT still dominant? Yay or nay? I'm posing it out to you. What do you think, Bronco Nation? Tell me what your thoughts. See if I missed anything in there. And with that said, I'm going to put a nice shiny bow on this uh, show of Unnecessary Roughness right here on Elevation5280sports.com. Thanks for kicking it with me. And thanks to everybody tuning in on the Anchor FM app. Kind of bouncing off of both, uh, both platforms. And really, guys, have a great week we'll catch you next week before the memorial day weekend i might take a week off you who knows we'll see how it rolls but with that said mini camps off and rolling the most important goal for these bronco players is just stay healthy you don't need to be getting injured in the middle of may in the off season am i right all right guys well here's a big old fat fork jam it in that turkey take a bite save a piece for me guys keep it frosty Thanks for kicking it with me on Elevation5280sports.com. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Elevation5280sports.com. Yeah, a little repetitive there, but you get the point.